Blog Talk Radio. I've been watching you for a while Smiling stuff But I know if I can be with you for the night Alright Is that alright Baby Baby
You know, happiness is a dimension of our own nature. Happiness, from a spiritual point of view, is not based on conditions or circumstances. Innately, we're happy beings. We're spiritual beings. So that means that happiness and joy are already built within. And as we're growing spiritually, we are removing filters from seeing or feeling the happiness that's already there. When we're somewhat blocked, happiness is conditioned. We say, well, I got a new car, therefore I'm happy. Or this person didn't call me back, therefore I'm unhappy. And so it's conditioned-based. But as we mature spiritually and we begin to touch into our real nature and being, we notice that we're happy regardless of what's going on. Something bad happens, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. Uh, someone doesn't call us back, some plan doesn't work out, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. So that's a sign of spiritual maturity. So can we define happiness as the way to transform every emotion and transform it into feel something right? Yes, you, you can uh, basically, you, you discover your happiness when you're able to see that in every circumstance there is possibility, there's potential, and there's an energy behind it pushing you to a greater expression of, of, of who and what you really are. People become frustrated and unhappy if they feel there's no way out, if they feel that every road is blocked. But in reality, with a capital R, there's no such world. No world like that exists. We're surrounded by infinite possibilities. And so with a shift of perception and attitude, you begin to see those possibilities. And those possibilities uh, invite us uh, to activate potential within us. Uh, the gifts and talents within us that are latent, the possibilities invite us to activate, to discover and activate those, those possibilities. So again, then happiness would be us uh, becoming more ourselves. That'd be a very blissful state, you see. So it doesn't deny that bad things happen in the world. It doesn't deny that people die. People die on us. You know, people leave. Jobs change. It doesn't deny that. But when we come to an understanding that even with all the changes that are going on in the phenomenal world, there's still something about us that's permanent. There's something about us that's forever. And that part of us that's forever is spiritual, which means it never... It never began and it will never end. And as we become more and more identified with that, identified not just in, with a belief system, but identified that with some kind of spiritual practice, some kind of focus, some kind of intention, then our life takes on a whole different, a whole different vibration. How we can overcome the fear of rejection? Rejection is paying too much attention. The fear of rejection is paying too much attention to what other people are thinking about you and other, what other people are thinking about what you're thinking about. And people live in that kind of a bubble. I wonder if that person likes me. I wonder if this person appreciates me. And those are, uh, that's the wrong mode of being in the world. You have to think about what the universe thinks about you. And the universe thinks you're important. The, the, whatever name you want to use, you can say the universe, you can say the cosmos, you can say God, whatever. What, what, is, what does the universe think of you? And because you were created, you have meaning, you are important, you're worthy, you're worthwhile, because you weren't made accidentally. You weren't just accidentally made. Uh, nature didn't just come together and accidentally make you. You know, uh, there was a perfect idea behind you with 
complete potential and possibility uh, to be activated. So you have to begin to think about, we all have to begin to think about, how does the universe think about me? Not how does that person over there think about me? Not how those group of people over there think about me. That's a waste of my time. Then I start to people please. I start to do things to make them like me, and, and, which may take away from my mission, may take away from my authenticity. It may take away from making my powers because I'm thinking about what they're thinking about. And they're thinking about what I'm thinking about. Everybody's thinking about what other people are thinking about what they're thinking about. <laughs> no. And what difference do you, do you see between pay attention to others yes. and learn from feedback of others? Yeah. yeah, you can learn from feedback from others. I'm not overly concerned about what others are thinking about me because I'm, I'm living my passion and my purpose and my intention. And then life gives me feedback. If, if I'm being stubborn in some area, then, then, then there'll be some feedback from either life itself or from people. If, if I'm being arrogant, you'll get the feedback. If you're being wishy-washy, you get the feedback. So you learn how to pay attention. And, you know, as, you, as you mature and become more comfortable with yourself, you're able to take criticism, and what happens is uh, you start paying, uh, you start seeing, what, what, what they're called the two imposters, criticism and praise. There are people that praise you and people that criticize you, but after a while, you don't really care about either one of them. They're called imposters. And so if somebody's criticizing you and saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, shut up, whatever, <laughs> you, 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 you don't care. It's like, thank you for your feedback. You know, and if somebody says, "Oh, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you 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 you're the best," you say, "Thank you for your thank you for your feedback." You start treating both the same, because you're not trying to get something from the people. You're giving a gift to the people. You're getting your information and your energy directly from the life force. You see, you're getting fed by life. Life is giving you information, and you're sharing it. And if people don't want it and they say, ah, it's a bunch of baloney, thank you. I won't give it to you, you know. And if somebody says, I want it, thank you. Here it is. But after a while, praise and criticism, you don't really care because you're, you're, you're becoming so in tune inside of yourself. Yeah. It's, like, it's like if you are a mathematician and you know that 10 plus 10 is 20. You know it. It's not an opinion. You know it. And you stand in front of a group. And you start to do your math, and somebody says, I don't believe that. What are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, thank you. You know, you know 10 plus 10 is 20. You say, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Good They're giving you feedback where you need to grow. Because when you get out here as a public figure, people talk about you. If you do really good, they talk about you more. If you yeah. do really, really good, they talk about you really, really more. It, yeah. it goes with scale. And yeah. then you learn this. Um, mediocrity attacks excellence all the time. And so if you're seeking to live a, an excellent life, those who are, have agreement with mediocrity, they attack you because you're making them uncomfortable. They want to stay small, so they attack people who are trying to do big things. Let's talk about the law of attraction. According to you, how we can use the law of attraction? Well, the, the basic, first start with the basics. The basic law is what you chronically think about is what you bring about in your experience. A thought, is a unit of mental energy. Energy can never be created or destroyed. Energy just keeps changing itself into higher or lower expressions. So if you're constantly thinking negative, you know, 
uh, life is hard and, and then you die. There's not enough good jobs around. Uh, there's no decrease crisis. Yeah, there's everything is working. Then you, your, your body temple gets that message. The cells of your of your body begin to hear that. It starts to produce produce toxic chemicals. Your immune system starts to become unhinged. Starts to be be impaired. Your thinking starts to go down because of the toxic chemicals, and you start to bring about what you're thinking about. You become sick. Uh, not as much energy, so therefore your opportunities are depleted, uh, your energy is down, critical thinking goes down, and then you start to bring about that negativity that you're describing. But you change it around, and you begin to say, you know, I'm surrounded uh, by opportunities. Life is good. Everything is working together for my good. I, 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 I'm surrounded by infinite opportunities. Uh, prosperity is right here. And then what happens? When you start to say that, your mood is lifted, Tonic chemicals and endorphins start to go through the body, starts to amplify your immune system, your thinking becomes more clearer, you start to see life differently, opportunities, you start to see opportunities that you couldn't see before, possibilities open up that you didn't even know about because your attitude has changed, and what looks like the law of attraction is simply you lifting your vibration so that you can see the potential that's here. And then we call it the law of attraction, but what it really is, I call it the law, of, the law of radiation, the law of emergence. Because what you're doing is allowing that which is within you to come out and, and to radiate and to emerge and to express. And then in the physical form, good things happen and it looks like it's a, you're attracting it, but what's really happening is you're radiating it and what you're radiating is becoming visible. Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Law. Put on the mind of God is what you have to do. What does that mean? Go get something. You already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, be ye perfect, you'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is, this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you, you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. 
and put, I can, I know how, I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it. Because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously. It doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If your subconscious keeps making you make mistakes, it's because you keep telling it to do so. And as long as you tell your mind it's broken, it's going to behave like a broken mind. It's going to keep you poor, hungry, and scared. That's imperfect. Turn that shit around. I am G-O-D right now. I am master, able, and noble right now. That's your prayer for transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you, supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... What do you mean, not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking poor. Quit thinking I don't have it. I don't... I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I ain't, I can't, I, I, I ain't. I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win $20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book. Write them numbers down. <laughs> and, and, and carried him to the wind. Wait a minute, I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money. Because a penny is money, and he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What is you doing? You know what I'm saying? Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life. Who told you you weren't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okie doke 
It's okie doke. I'm poor. It's okie doke. I ain't got shit. It's okie doke. You know, I'm sick. It's okie doke. I don't know shit. It's okie doke. <laughs> Quit going for okie doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. It's the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always listen. When you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for. When you stop listening to your own truth, take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only. By desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. Psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, it, that's already in there. That's easy. <laughs> Upgrade. You, you heard the statement, all oh, grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and, and find out you might be 25 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. what I did today Those were the words I said to you It was last May, don't know the exact day In my head there was a ring Then you told me that you love me More than anything in your life So I asked you, would you do me The honor of in my
found that with depression, one of the most important things you could realize is that you're not alone. You're not the first to go through it. You're not going to be the last to go through it. And oftentimes it happens. You just, you feel like you're alone and you feel like it's only you and you're in your bubble. And, and I wish I had someone at that time who, who could just pull me aside and say, Hey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I wish I knew that just got to remember hold on to that fundamental quality of faith have faith that on the other side of your pain is something good after about a month and a half of staying in that little apartment and cleaning I got a phone call from the head coach of the team who cut me the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders he called me and he said hey I know we cut you, but I'd like you to come back. I said, okay, I appreciate that, Coach. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll think about it. He said, okay, great. I hung up the phone, and um, my dad said, you're going to do it, right? I said, no, I don't think so. I think I'm done with that. And he goes, what? I said, my gut tells me I'm done. He said, what are you going to do? I took a deep breath. I said, I'd like to get into the business. He said, what business? I said, the wrestling business. 
He says, you are throwing it all away. It is the worst mistake you will ever make. He said, you're ruining your career. I said, maybe I'll be no good. But I feel like in my heart, I have to do this. And I either need you to train me or need you to not train me. My dad rose to the occasion, said, I'll train you. And it wound up being one of the greatest chapters in my life. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. <laughs> but you always knew that this is where you wanted to be. This is what I knew wanted. I wanted to be in show business. Yeah. And I just happened to luck out and things happened. I think you know, you know, you, if you, you know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Deep down inside, I think everybody does. And a lot of people just don't go after it. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause, and like most people start out, they say, I want to be a this, but I'm going to get that to make sure I have something to fall back on. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're setting yourself up a fade because you're going, there's a possibility that I'm going to fall back. And when you put that out there, then you fall back. But if you just say, hey, this is what I want to do, and you go do it, you usually get your stuff the way you want it, man. That's what um, Yeah. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio.
going to talk a little bit tonight about legal tender. And we're going to talk about money. I mean, it's fitting. We're talking, you know, we're doing our money ritual. And we've seen a lot of stuff this year um, that could possibly take us into um, the beginnings of going back under the republic. Um, So legal tender, right? It's a medium of payment recognized by a legal system to be valid for meeting a financial obligation, right? So legal tender, it's funny because they, they tell you that wrongful money, right, which is gold and silver, is legal tender, right? It, or they'll tell you that it's, they'll tell you that legal tender is lawful money, right? I've actually heard somebody from the Federal Reserve Bank, they'll, they'll tell you that. They'll say, well, you know, if you're dealing with gold, if you're dealing with um, fiat money, we consider that lawful money, but it's not lawful money because it stands in contrast, right? So let's look that up. Let me pull that up. Okay. So paper currents being coins are common forms of legal tender in many countries. Legal tender is variously defined in different jurisdictions. Formerly, it is anything which, when offered in payment, distinguishes the debt. Thus, the personal checks, credit cards, and similar non-cash methods of payment are not usually legal tender. The law does not relieve the debt obligation until payment is tendered. Now, coins and banknotes are usually defined as legal tender. Some jurisdictions may forbid or restrict payment made, uh, excuse me, made other than by legal tender. So, in some jurisdictions, they actually tell you how to pay. Now, if you look at your bills, they never tell you how to pay any of your bills because they can't tell you to pay for anything illegal tender because under the Constitution, the only coins that should be made are gold and silver. So, for example, such a law might outlaw the use of foreign coins and banknotes or require a license to perform financial transactions in a foreign currency. So, Anytime you're using reserve notes, they actually consider you to be um, an agent of the Federal Reserve. So if you read the rules in Modern Money Mechanics, it will tell you that you are considered to be a, um, what do they call it? They consider you to be an expert anytime that you use money, okay? So generally, designation of a particular form of money as legal tender means that the designated money is a valid payment for all debts unless there's a specific agreement to the contrary. This is why you can get away with the accord of satisfaction. Now, in some jurisdictions, legal tender can be refused as payment if no debt exists prior to the time of payment, or the obligation to pay may arise at the same time as the form of payment. Right? So, for example, vending machines, um, transport staff do not have to accept the largest denomination of a banknote. Right? So, think about um, any vending machine you go to. Right? Most vending machines, right? They <clears throat> they'll take coins. Right? All right. So now the reason why I'm reading legal tender tonight is because it was and uh, shout out to my man Shaka for bringing this to my attention. Um, it was recently passed in Utah. They had the Utah Legal Tender Act, right, which was passed March the 10th, 2011. 
which recognizes gold and silver coins as legal tender in the state of Utah. Okay, this includes allowing the state of Utah to pay off debt in gold and silver, and it allows individuals to transact in gold and silver without paying capital gains tax, among other provisions. The bill was introduced as House Bill 317 by state representatives. All right, so under this bill, you can pay for things in gold or silver, okay, or you can actually take your fiat and cash it in in that state for gold and silver, okay? Now, let's just look up one thing here. I'm going to pull up what fiat is. We're going to look at the Investopedia definition here, right? Let me pull up Investopedia. Now, <clears throat> physical money, uh, fiat money, physical money, paper money, and coins, okay? So while representative money is something that represents intent to pay the money is, such as a check, fiat money is based by is backed by the government. And it is uh, representative money, which can be backed by different things, right? So whatever the government, you know, the government can make marvels tomorrow so that Marbles were the fiat currency, right? And that's the currency that people would trade with. So um, anytime, you know, and I think I had said this before, but, you know, if you look in um, in history, the Romans did this. And they, they would take, um, they were actually one of the first societies to do this. They took uh, silver coins and they would take other coins, right, of other like copper and shit like that. They would melt it all down with uh, with large amounts of silver to try to create more silver. So it actually created so much of an abundance of silver that they had overinflation in the economy. Same shit you see today. Okay. So today most representative money is backed by fiat. So in the past money produced by a government was considered representative money. So for quantity of money printed there was enough gold or silver. Okay. A person could actually go and exchange the money directly for gold. Can't do this, right? You used to be able to go take a dollar to the Federal Reserve and they would give you the equivalent of that in gold. Okay. Many governments fall to the lure of printing too much paper money, which leads to inflation. A dollar is no longer worth a dollar in gold, which happens because the money is fiat money. So instead of using gold as the power behind the money, the government is the strength. And the reason the fiat has no value. So the money has value because the government has, you know, the right to tell you that it has value, right? So anytime that you have a government that um, is able to, or any type of political body that can control the money, they can control the country. So if the government fell on hard times, if the people suddenly don't want any form of currency such as the U.S. dollar, it would lose all the value, right? Because our money is um, you know, is basically backed by the fact that we guarantee it. So then the gold standard, most modern money, is fiat money because most governments have printed too much money, right? So the U.S. dollar shifted from uh, representative money to fiat money. So when President Nixon decided to abandon the gold standard, that was in 1971 when he abandoned the gold standard. How you doing? Hello. 
Any questions? All right, y'all. So anytime that yeah, you can leave it right there, that's great. So anytime that we looking at fiat, yo, fiat currency, we talking about currency that was created by the government under the government, right? And if they create too much of it, we get into hyperinflation, right? And this is how you start getting things like um, recessions and shit like this, right? So, um, very important for us to be aware that a lot of these states in Texas is another state where they start doing that, right? So a lot of these states, they're going back so that to the actual standard of you being able to use gold and silver to pay for things because um, it's not a representative um, form of money like we used to use it, right? We used to use it everywhere. Right? Actually, um, I was showing somebody yesterday, I keep a silver piece in my wallet. Just a second now. Thank you. Okay. All right, y'all. So what we're going to do is, um, we don't have too much to go through tonight. So I want y'all to get to understand and know that every single time that we start talking about money, what we really are talking about is, is the ability to be the creditor, right? And so when you have gold and silver, you are a creditor. Under the United States And so with that being said If you're using fiat You're technically not the creditor Right If you're using fiat You technically are a debtor But you can pay your debtors with fiat But it's not really a payoff is it? It's, it's more like a um, You're not balancing the books Necessarily Right Money of account Okay, this is the fiat portion of it. Okay, so with that being said, I told y'all it was a short show tonight. We're going to go to the call line, see what's going on out there. Just wanted to give y'all a refresher. Um, Keep in mind that as we go into this next year, we'll be dealing a lot more with um, commerce and, and the currency game, and I'm a, I'll be showing y'all a lot of different ways um, to use your fiat if you're using it. Um, you know, <clears throat> and then the other thing too is remember that when you start operating a private, you can do things like uh, creating promissory notes, right? You, you can actually do this, and they can actually be backed, you know, the correct way. You can't do anything until you have a a bond to back your promissory note. See, the United States can create fake money all day long. Why? Because they're bonded to do that. You're not bonded. Well, at least you don't think you are. Okay, so this coming up year, it's going to be a, going to be a big year. We're going to be going through a lot of this information. It's been a good year, too. We got a lot of stuff done this year. A lot of people got nationalized this year. I got my nationality done this year. Um, what else did we get done this year? Wiped a bunch of people's credit. That was a good year. 
That was good this year. What did you get done? Did you get something done this year? What you get done this year? Authenticated birth certificate. So a lot of people have gotten some things done this year. Uh, we did some breach this year. We had a couple cases where we were doing appeals. So it was a good year. We had a lot of good stuff that we got done this year. Um, going into next year, we'll get even more stuff done. So with that being said, we are going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back and hit these car lines up and see what's happening out there, see how y'all doing. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Keep it locked. You're sitting right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. Refugees up in here. <laughs> Book a basement style on a John Field yeah, show. Giving you a little reggae. A little R&B, a little hip-hop. Tell them. Stevie Wonder style. You know how we do. Bust it. Where has my No way. 
Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Let's go to the car line and see what's happening out there. Let's go to 562-588. Go to the bottom line. What's going on? Peace, God. Yes. Peace to God. It's a great, yeah. It's a great, great, uh, you know, great conversation, great topic. Um, looking forward to the, to the money. I think, I think the, the knowledge is what we we should be looking for, right? Not necessarily the, the legal tender or the lawful money, but but the knowledge, right? And uh, yeah, no, I was just I was listening to that to that piece by uh, where he was saying, you know, don't just ask for money because you might get pennies. You know, ask oh for, yeah, don't ask. Don't, don't, don't just ask for anything. Hell yeah, be specific. Be specific, yeah. And yeah. and listening to listening to evolution, and you know, it's it's become more apparent, more clear that you got you got to really um, look at this knowledge as as the ticket or as the. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. No, you're right. You, you you can't chase the money, man. It's like see, I don't chase the money, man. You chase the knowledge, man. The money comes. Mm-hmm. The more knowledge you got, the more money you get. Right. You always notice right. the, the people who who don't make the most money are the, the people who don't have the most knowledge. People who don't have the most information to help them help themselves. That's normally what I see. And it, it is just energy. And you know, it's just energy. everything is, bro. Yeah, everything is, man. That's that's the beauty of it. It really is. You're right. And you can get high. You can get high off of the information, the consciousness, the life itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have that. Yeah, well. that um, <laughs> that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um. Word. Yeah, I got a, I got a question though. I have a question about. Okay, that. go ahead. What is it called? The there's a there's a template that you have that is for for getting um, things off of the credit profile. Uh huh. Uh, the uh, yeah. yeah, the credit. So uh huh. Yeah, there's a FDCPA letter, FCRA letter. We got a couple letters. Depending on what you what you're trying to do, we got a couple of different letters. So, so if you okay got somebody reporting in your credit, um, that's the FCRA letter. If somebody's um, sending you letters, that's the FDCPA letter. And if you're having um, issues with like garnishments, you want the third party letter. And <clears throat> yeah, one of them said if it's a disputed claim, does that mean you have to. Have- one in court and then get it off, or is it just? What do you mean by dispute? Oh, like, like a, a dispute is yeah. A, a dispute is like if something's on your credit report and you don't agree with it, or somebody's sending you letters for a debt you don't agree with it. That's a dispute. Oh, okay. All right, and then so it's not. All right, so that that letter, where let's say. 
if so if anything on your credit you could take it removed then. That's right. Okay. And like the third party debt collector letter, that's that's different. That's uh-huh. It's a, well, it's the, the, the third-party third party debt collector like, letter can, can be sent out. I, I like to send that letter out a lot of times when I'm having, like if you're having issues with a third-party debt collector, you can send that letter out. Um, it, it's not as well, it's a very specific letter, but it's not as specific in terms of if somebody was reporting your credit or pulling your credit. That was so that was more of a general letter that you can use, and then if like more specifically, like if um you have issues with a garnishment or something like that, you can use that letter. Okay. A garnishment. All right. And um, mm-hmm. that's more like, okay, garnishment. I was thinking it's kind of like it's, it's just not the the original, um, say like a loan servicer. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yep. You, can, you can use the letter for that too. And so the other two letters though, what are they? They're specifically. What did you? What do they call again? The, the initials. Yeah, like tax. FD, FD, FDCPA. FCRA. FCRA. FDCPA. FCRA. Yep. Fair Debt Credit Reporting Act. Excuse me. Excuse me. Fair. The Fair Debt Collections Practices Act. Other one is the Fair Credit Reporting Act. No. Okay. All right, and um, yeah, just getting ready for the for the new fiscal year. Um, Good. I know there's a there's an eclipse coming, a lunar eclipse. Um, yeah, it's coming. On the full moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, coming. Yeah, for sure. We just had one a couple of days ago. Just passed. Really, I don't know. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Christmas, I think. Yeah, I just, either like the day before or the day after or something like that. Yeah, what you, what you, so, yeah. y'all doing with the money ritual? I try to do that. I try to think in terms of the the moon, like as it grows and gets towards the full moon, try to have that little that little completion, you know, of a little goal. Well, yeah, my, it's a cycle. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's a cycle. <clears throat> um, can you recommend any kind of rituals or or anything um, you might want to do your spiritual bath man if you ever wanted if you ever done one of those you can always do that spiritual bath just look up spiritual bath and then what you, yeah, what you yeah, I, yeah. I, I, would, I, would, I would look it up because there's different ways that you can do them. You know, different ways. There's a lot of different ways that you can do them. So, um, and then just just yeah. divinate yeah. like what, oh, what yeah. appeals to you, right? Well, yeah, because I mean the the, the thing is, is it, it works. The, you know, everybody is different. So some people will do the spiritual bath. Some people will do straight rituals. Some people. Their ritual is to go out and drink. So you know everybody's ritual is different depending on what you you know how you how you trying to manifest. But the spiritual baths always good help you know help clean your aura shit like that. Right. What about um, 
But uh, frankincense is generally for like the, the calling or the the holding of abundance, or is it yep. like for clearing? And, and it was, yep. Well, well, that that too, and it, it clears a lot of bad energy away. That's why I like to use it. I use it before I go in. Like a lot of people use it before they go into court situations. It just, it just kind of reminds me of the moon a lot. I don't know if it's like the way it has that like. You said of the what a lot? It kind of reminds me of the moon and the frankincense. Frankincense does like a little bit like the. The way they're both white like that. Like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I had a friend that was burning it the other day. He was burning the, uh, the, the, the little round ones that you can put into the thing and you burn them one at a time. I actually haven't seen it like that. I, I actually, um, no, normally, man, if, if I if I get it like like frankincense or the myrrh, I get the oil. I've seen, I've actually seen some people get it and you can take it and burn it just like you can with the uh, the sage. Yeah, <clears throat> it's real popular in Mexico. In Mexico, you could get like a you could get like a whole tamale like wrapped in a corner, a whole mm-hmm. block of that for like five bucks. No shit. Real cheap. Yeah, cool. Real cheap. I didn't know that. Yeah, they actually call it copal. Copal is the tree. You call it what? But it's copal. 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 Yeah, copal. Interesting. Yeah, it's actually, it is actually frankincense. I met the scientist. I was looking at the branches of this copal tree. That's actually that's the same tree as the frankincense. Was in Mexico. We kind of cut down. We kind of cut down a little bit, brother. Sorry, brother. <clears throat> no, you were saying the scientist was telling me that that same copal tree is the frankincense tree. It's oh, the copal tree. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's what you're saying. Right. Right. Like, like you know, like eucalyptus. Growing in Australia, you cut now real bad, bro. Damn. Yeah, no, it's just a different species you said, you said of You something about eucalyptus? Yeah, how eucalyptus has like 18 different varieties, like manuka. Like manuka is a type of eucalyptus. Right, from the know? plant, right. Uh-huh, yeah. Same same family, right? It's a, it's a eucalyptus family. And the same thing, the copal is like the frankincense. The same, basically the same tree. Yeah, but it grows right here in, in America. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Might have to do a little bit more research on that. I, I didn't know that. Yep, yep. Opa. Hey, hey, well, I appreciate you calling, bro. I gotta keep it moving, yeah. man. So I get to the next caller. Okay. Yep. Okay, peace, God. Peace to the God. All right, let's go to four zero four three three three. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. So, um, I'm currently in the process of buying a new home and also doing my process of going private. And okay. I just want to know, um, and I, I know that 
once you go private, if you want to have at least, you know, like the least amount of contact with the straw man as possible. So, right. um, yeah, I just want to know, how do I do that? Like, because I know I can't own a home um, in, my, in my spiritual well, you can, you can, um, there's certain ways that you need, that you have to go about doing that, um, but ideally, you know, a lot of things you would want to purchase, um, where you can purchase them and pay them off when you purchase them and then put them into a trust, but like, something like a house, um, you gotta remember that they make you take out an FDIC loan for most people who can't afford to, you know, buy a house straight up, you have to take out FDIC loan, so that's the government loan. So stuff like that, you yeah. have to, you know, we got, got to think a little bit outside the box. You might want to holler at one of us get a consultation. I need some, some other remedies that I probably wouldn't, wouldn't give you on the air. Um, but um, there's a lot of ways that you can still operate. Um, that's the whole purpose of the CPN number, the estate numbers, the other numbers that you can okay. use. This this yeah. way, um, you don't you don't have to be forced to use the social. Um, even when it comes to working, um, there's ways around that as well. Okay, because um, I was opening up uh, an account at the credit union, mm-hmm. and I know that you can't open up an account, you can't get loan, pretty much anything without an ID. And yeah, so the, the credit union is, a, is is the, the, the credit union is is a um a, they're, they're they're gonna be a little bit more difficult with you just because they're a credit union. But okay. most bank account, like let's say like this the way the way I do it um, is I have a bunch of business accounts. So with your business accounts, most of those accounts what you want to do is, is you go in, open up the business account, and they'll ask you. For ID um, and the social as a guarantor, and most times you don't have to give up that social. You can give them the state number or CPN number, and then you can have one of these private IDs that we have or a passport. Um, so I mean, there's other options besides giving your social out to set up an account. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to book a consultation because I definitely want to um, get more information on ways that I can get it, go around and get a house. Okay, no doubt. Hey, no doubt. I look forward to talking with you. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just set some time up with me and I'll, I'll, I'm going to go over those options with you. No problem. All right. Okay. Hey, thank okay. you. Okay, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. Um, let's see here. Alright, so I'm gonna say peace because I'm not gonna stay on too long tonight. Um, I'm gonna get up out of here. I'm gonna say happy new year to y'all. If you wanna uh come out to the money ritual, make sure you hop on. Um not hop on, I'm sorry, make sure you call me. Eight one six three oh one four seven oh two. If you need information, we'll be at the Ritz Crossing downtown Atlanta. Uh we we'll be here. Like I said, about ten o'clock. Um, I think it's one. Was it one? What is the address here? Just a second. I'll give y'all a good address here. <sighs> okay, so we downtown. We're gonna be at the Ritz Carlton, and the address for the Ritz Carlton is one eight one Peachtree. Okay, Peachtree Street. 
Y'all come out and holler at us. We'll be down here tomorrow. And um, I look forward to talking to y'all in the new year, man. We're getting ready to get it in this year. A lot of good information. It's going to be a good year coming up. Go to makemorecommerce.com. Get with me. Y'all know where I'm at. All right. That being said, I'm going to say peace to the gods. Y'all be safe. And I will talk to y'all next year. To the gods. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet. The new Evolution Radio Network.